What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Good evening. <laughs> this is episode 44, Big Easy Bets, is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Um, so we're talking a little NASCAR today. Uh, we've got a golf tournament halfway finished right now, going into uh, the Saturday and Sunday rounds coming up. We've got Father's Day on Sunday. You got any big plans for Father's Day? Uh, nothing big, just... Regular stuff. Yeah, we might be going to hit the links ourselves, actually, so I'm sure that'll be frustrating. Um, so, yeah, not really too much going on right now. Um, apparently, Nick just told me that 23 Clemson football players tested positive for coronavirus, so that is not good in terms of uh, college football returning this, this for this season. Um, <sighs> Dr. Fauci is saying that the NFL players, for them to have a season, they would have to basically live in a bubble. I'm tired of Dr. Fauci. I wish I could be locked in a room with Fauci. I, 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 I fucking hate that guy, dude. That guy's trying to sabotage the football season. And he's, he's pretending that it's for the greater good of the, war, of the country, but it's not. I think he's a quack. Yeah, Fauci's a freaking fraud. <laughs> I hate Fauci. <laughs> Ever since he said we shouldn't shake hands. I'm shaking hands no matter what that asshole says. It's fist bumps from here on out. Yeah, screw Fauci and everything he stands for. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into uh, NASCAR a little towards the end of the episode. We got Dega this week, which we were supposed to be at Talladega over my birthday weekend while, while we're at... Uh, while we're at it, let's touch on that a little bit because the coronavirus absolutely fucked up my entire, my whole plan. On In one weekend, I was going to go to the Zurich Golf Tournament in New Orleans on Friday. Saturday, I was going to go see Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan with backstage passes, get to meet them the whole nine yards. And then Sunday, we were going to drive to Talladega, which I believe Sunday might have actually been my birthday. I think the 25th fell on a Sunday. We were going to drive to Talladega early as fuck, get there, start drinking, wearing jorts, cut off shirts, the whole nine yards, and just soak up the Talladega experience. Yeah, looking at all the Confederate flags. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, back then they would have been flying probably. <laughs> and now all of that just got absolutely just washed away. So, But Talladega is running this weekend. Um, are there fans in attendance? Because originally I heard there was something like 5,000 fans going to be allowed to be in attendance. Yep. Okay. So that's a start. I um, think so. Talladega. But uh, it, Talladega is in Florida. No. Is it? No, it's in Alabama. Uh, it's in Alabama? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Probably should know that. Daytona's in where? Florida. Florida. Okay, that Day that's where it is. Yep, Daytona. Um, Which one's in Georgia? Not Talladega. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 5,000 fans in attendance. We're having some some 
spikes in coronavirus cases with everything going on. I mean, with the protests and everything, everybody's out there getting tear gas, coughing on each other. So spike, some spikes in cases are to be expected. Um, but uh, it's not looking good. I think you said something along the lines of Florida's getting 2,000 new cases per day. Yeah, something like that. All these assholes on the beach. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 5,000 people. Yeah. No, the stands hold 80,000. Yeah, that's nothing. So and they should be able to spread them out pretty yeah, damn good. Yeah, you're going to have the best seats in the house. I'll tell you that. You're going to be able to kick back in a recliner, basically. Um, yeah, so, I mean, 5,000 is better than nothing. Um, but, I mean, with NASCAR, fans play no they have no effect on the outcome of the race. So I'm not too worried about it from that standpoint. Um, but I need college football to come back, and I need the NFL to come back. I, I, it has to happen. The whole country needs that to come back. Um, there's, the governors are starting to say, like, they're possibly going to or uh, enforce stricter regulations or potentially even go back to a shutdown. There's no way. <clears throat> I don't see any way that you bring us back to a shutdown and try to shut the nation down. It's not going to happen because they've, I feel like they didn't know how to handle this whole situation. I get it, but I just feel like this whole thing was botched. I feel like it was handled so poorly that, and I get it. It's hard to, it's hard to coordinate five people to go do anything, let alone an entire country. Um, But I don't know. People are not, going to be told to go back into their house and quarantine and just be okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I think they messed up too, dude, by shutting everything down. But, uh, as far as football is concerned, the interesting thing, let's say they play a season in the NFL and in college football, the virus is going to affect who's playing and shit like that. So do betting lines are going to be jumping all over the place. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be unique for sure. Um, but something's better than nothing. I'll take it. I'll but like, imagine might be able to get a leg up. I mean, that's one of the good things for the saints having a good backup quarterback. Let's say, Bree- oh, hell yeah. let's say breeze gets COVID. Yep. Now he's out two weeks. He can't play for two weeks. You got, you have to have a good backup quarterback. Yeah. No, I know. I know it adds a whole new dynamic. Like, yeah. No, now, if 23 of your players get it, dude, you're screwed. That would be fucking terrible. Imagine that. Like, the Saints, 12 and 4, coast, first round by in the playoffs, coasting, bam, fucking half the team gets coronavirus. And we got to, like, what do they do? What do you do? Do you postpone the playoffs? I don't know. I guess if there was something big like that, I guess they would have to consider. If it's us, they're going to say, ah, well, we're going to have to just next team up. Whoever was closest, they'll just fucking brush us under the rug. But if it's fucking... Put fucking Morstead at quarterback, dude. Yeah, he uh, could probably play quarterback. Thomas Morstead, I say it every single year when I go, we go to the training camp every year, and I say it every single year. It's quiet as shit. They're doing their stretches. They're right when they're running out. As soon as the claps die down, I stand up and I scream as loud as I can that Thomas Morstead is the best fucking punter in the NFL. And he turns around and just gives a, a casual wave every year. He loves it. I know he. I know he looks forward to it and he expects it. So, um, I I'm not gonna be able to do it this year, but I might still drive down there and kind of stand outside the fence and just scream it a couple times just to see if he hears. But best punter in the league. Um. I mean, you ask me, best punter of all time. If we're getting, <laughs> I mean, ambush in the Super Bowl. Come on, yeah, that was a unique only. That was a kick only he could make. 
So, but say we do go back to stricter regulations and this and that and guidelines, which I guess in theory they still want everybody wearing um, a mask when you go out in public. So that was one thing I wanted to ask. Are you are you wearing a mask when you go to the store or anything like that? Nope. <clears throat> yeah, neither are we. Um, I'm against it, quite frankly. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> they do say the mask, like you, you're more prone to touch your face, so then you're going to get, if there is for some chance germs on your mask and then you're going to get it on your hands you're going to take the mask off you're going to immediately touch your face like it does nothing it's doing nothing you, if anything it's just like it's increasing the chance of you catching this virus um Fauci has said mask then he said no mask he doesn't know he he has no idea um but so we I, I was going to Whole Foods the other day and and I'm in the I'm in the middle of a conversation And as I'm walking in, like a lady's sitting by the door and they're handing out masks, but I didn't know that they were handing, or they're asking if you want a mask, but I didn't know. So I'm walking in and I'm thinking it's like somebody like, oh, would you like to try a sample? Like those type of people. And so she's like, do you want a mask? And I was like, I wasn't even hardly paying attention. I said, oh, no, thank you. And she looked at me like, what do you mean? No, thank you. And we just kept walking. And as we were leaving, she's like giving me the death stare. I'm like, lady, I didn't fucking hear you like, but now I really don't want a mask. Now I want to cough everywhere. Like then when I was in Austin, uh, visiting my mom, we went to target and I didn't realize how fucking serious Austin is in new Orleans. It's like a 50, 50 toss up. If somebody's wearing a mask and we went in Austin in a full target and we were the only ones without a mask. Everybody had a mask on and they're looking at you like, like you got the virus. Like, it was very uncomfortable, um, but at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit. As I told him, I'm from New Orleans, like, and that probably made him freak out a little bit more. Like, oh, okay, well, that's like the fucking center of where the disease is. Um, yeah, I'll I'll wear shoes, <laughs> and I'll wear a shirt. Hell, I'll even wear my britches. But to put on a mask in public, you gotta be kidding me. I was talking with somebody yesterday and they were, so we're talking about if there's going to be a saint season and this and that. And I'm like, they're fucking damn well better be, um, because Drew Brees didn't get any younger. Um, and my, I was saying, just make everybody sign a waiver, dude. I'll sign a, And it'll probably be, that's what this person I was talking to was saying. Um, that it'll probably be like, if you buy electronic tickets and all of that, it's probably going to be in the fine print. Like you're waiving your right to whatever. If you, if you get COVID, um, and I'm fucking all for that. If that means we can go to the games, who gives a shit? That's what I, that's what I told him. I was like, you could guarantee me that I'm going to get the coronavirus if I go to the Dome for a game. And I'm going every game. You could give the tickets away and say, you're going to get the virus. And I'll say, no big deal. I'm going. Fucking who dat. I'm on the way. Like, I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, I would quarantine. Like, there's family members, obviously, that I don't want to get the virus. But me personally... If it comes to watching Drew Brees in his final season or getting the virus, or I, I, I'm fucking rolling that dice every time, you know? Yeah, you got to give people the choice, you know, yeah. to go to the game. You got to give people the choice to go out in public, buy shit, open their business, if you, uh, if to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. You always yeah. have to have a choice. The government can't pretend like we're all too stupid to know what's good for us. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're sick, if you're susceptible to the disease, like if you're more prone to have adverse effects, whatever, then stay home. Take the necessary precautions like quarantine. Do all of that. But if I get the disease, if you get the disease, we're probably going to kick it pretty easily. And that doesn't mean, like, who gives a shit? Uh, open everything back up and who cares about old people? But you can't you can't make people... You can't make people quarantine for that long. It's just not going to happen. I'm not saying, like, screw the old people. I'm just saying, they. If, you, if you're more at risk, take the necessary precautions. But we need... What is it? Herd immunity? Like, let everybody get it and fucking get over it. I think Joe Rogan was saying that on his podcast. Yeah, I've been an advocate of that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Something, something's fishy about Bill Gates' old ass with what he's got going on over there. I'd keep an eye on Bill. We need Bill to potentially have a heart attack here sooner rather than later. But, I mean, that's a conversation for another day. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with uh, everything going on. But looks like we're hitting that uh, – that, spike that everybody's been worried about um but yeah well fauci saying this shit's gonna get worse in the fall mm -hmm. yeah when the warm weather we'll kind of gives out yeah i don't know um so another thing that i saw going on social media was uh when you got your first ticket and what your first encounter was i guess with the police um I know you've gotten pulled over a few times. Oh, yeah, a bunch. <laughs> so I figured we'd go into that a little bit because there's no fucking sports. Um, we're going to get into Dega a little bit here at the end, and then we're going to talk about this uh, golf tournament that we're in the midst of um, sparingly. We'll talk about it just a little bit. We added a new blogger for uh, the Neutral Ground Sports Network, Chase Sims. He is going to obviously specialize in golf. Uh, very good golfer, even though – I believe he shot an 88 last time we went and played to my 82. So, but who's keeping track except me? Um, but yeah, no, so be on the lookout. He actually put out a blog after the first round of the RBC tournament uh, yesterday. So he'll be blogging for us from here on out. Um, but yeah, so anyway, first ticket. I've only gotten one in my life and it got like expunged from my record and all of that. Um, but it was a fucking speeding ticket. It was coming back from Austin where I was visiting my mom. It was like couple months after the Minnesota miracle. So one, it was a fucking bunch of bullshit because I had my cruise control set in on 70 and it was fucking 70. And then all, it goes to 60 for like literally 10 feet, 10 fuck. It was a speed trap for sure. And the cops sitting right there, I didn't even see him to be honest. Um, but I had my crew set on 70. He pulls me over, tries to tell me that I'm going 80 in a 60. And I'm like, there's no way. And he goes, well, here, look at this and shows me a picture of his fucking radar gun. And it's just the radar gun with 80 on it. I'm like, I could probably Google 80 on a radar gun and fucking find that. Like it wasn't like of my car speeding by, which I get, he's not going to have an action shot, but so yeah, he gives me the tickets in the city of Brenham. Every time we drive through, I, I fucking spit out my window. I hope that city burns to the ground. Um, but as he's walking back to write me the, or he writes the ticket, he's walking to give it to me and he sees uh, my saints license plate and he goes, Oh yeah, man. At this point I didn't know he was giving me the ticket cause he's kind of talking to me. I'm being respectful, this and that, like hoping I'll get out of it. And he's like, man, the saints got robbed. And he said that was, that was some bull. And I'm like, yeah, I said, it's been rough uh, dealing with all of that, trying to like guilt him into like letting me go. And he goes, all right, well, here's your ticket. I said, Okay, fucking that that's it. Like you had to throw in the Saints got robbed. Thanks, dickhead. Like, yeah, okay. Th 
Thanks for the ticket. Um, but yeah, that was the only only experience. I mean, I've had other run-ins with cops. I'm not the biggest fan of cops. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I know there's more good cops and bad cops, but the ones I have met were kind of fucking dickheads. So, um, but maybe that was just that's just my experience. But I know you've gotten pulled over more times than one. So you got you got any. I don't really remember the first time I got pulled over and written a ticket. What were you like thirteen? No, I think I I think I remember it, but it wasn't that eventful. Mm-hmm. Um Well, what's a good one? So there was this one time I was out with two of my friends and my old Ford Ranger. Mm-hmm. Two thousand one black Ford Ranger. We're all sitting in the front seat stick, because stick shift. all I got is a front seat. Yeah, it was stick shift, right? No, it was it was an automatic, but uh, I did have a stick shift Nissan 1993, <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> but that bitch fucking sucks, so I ch- got rid of it. But um, Oh, man. No, I'm riding around in my black Ford Ranger at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and in the cars, my two friends, a loaded twenty two rifle, was this after we were playing basketball? No, this was just a random night. Okay. In the winter one year. And so I have my two friends, a loaded twenty two rifle and a spotlight. <laughs> and in the bed of my truck is a bed full of blood. So we're riding to go get ice at this point because we needed it for something. Well, um, the lights flash out. We get pulled over. Um the lights come on. I'm like, shit, I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Uh, I'm wondering what they pulling me over for. So they tell me to get out of the car. It's two Mandeville police officers. And uh, I get out the car. They start questioning me about wh- where I'm going, what I've been doing. And like me, when cops start asking me those questions, like I get sarcastic. No, I know. And like, <laughs> so... <laughs> I pointed down the road to where I was coming from. I said, I'm coming from that way, and I'm going that way. <laughs> so, like, they were pissed off at me at first. Like, And there was one cop playing, uh, like, a mean cop. Good and cop, bad other cop. Other cop playing a good cop. <laughs> well, they asked me, you got a guy named Chase in that truck with you? And sure enough, I did. <laughs> and, in my, and it's Chase, our new blogger. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what, what the hell did this guy do? <laughs> Well, uh, they pull him out the car, and when they do, Alex with us as well. Yeah, Alec yeah. I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember. And uh, I tell them not to say anything. Before I got out the car, I said, don't talk to the police. <laughs> no matter what they ask you, just don't talk. I said, we're going to jail. That's and we're not gonna, a good idea. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to wait for our lawyers to talk. So um, <laughs> there's like, you got anything in the car? And I'm like, yeah, I got a, I got a rifle in there. Um they're asking me where I came from. I'm I'm not telling them exactly what's going on. Well, they he goes and he looks in the back of the uh, truck, and at this point he's um chasing Alec or out the car, standing there with me. My fucking legs are shaking, <laughs> and he looks in the back of the truck and he sees a bunch of blood. So he at this point he knows what we've been doing. Yeah, and um he asks what is this blood or what type of blood is this? Mm-hmm. And no one said anything. <laughs> he asked about three times. Finally, he said, 
He said, I swear to God, these kids are fucking retarded. (laughs) And I kind of started laughing, and I said, it's deer blood. And he said, he said, where'd you shoot the deer? I said, oh, at my friend's house. Why would you prep everybody with don't say a word? Because I didn't, I thought we were going, going to get in trouble. Like that makes it look more like you have something more to hide. Oh, we did have things to hide. Like, like what? I mean, I'm not going to (laughs) say. I don't know what the statute of limitations are on, on the crimes that I committed that night. So after you say deer blood, then what does he say? Um, well, they start questioning me like, you got a hunting license? Said no. <laughs> he said, you know, you're not supposed to shoot deer with a rimfire rifle, which a 22 rifle is a rimfire rifle. I said, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, Don't care. <laughs> um, in my defense, I put a clean shot on the thing. Did you tell him that? No, I didn't tell him <laughs> that. But anyway, dude, they ended up letting us go. But no, that was funny when he like called us a bunch of retards because so that- we, I instructed my people not to say nothing (laughs) so that's an interesting example though honest opinion if you were black do you think it goes that way um think think about and this straight up honest opinion and this this totally segue this is not like where i was meaning to go with this um but i'm just curious to your opinion if you're being sarcastic with them you got a loaded gun in the car you got blood in the back of the truck and nobody's saying a word you think that turns out the way it does if y'all are all black? I don't know. The the guys, so they were looking for other, the, a part I forgot to mention is they were looking for an actual guy named Chase that wasn't a Chase that was with me. Oh, that's a coincidence. And uh, they were in Chase a similar. Chase is probably shitting his fucking yeah, pants. <laughs> they were in a similar truck as that I was driving at the time. Yeah. And they were out there like busting people's windows out with a baseball bat. Okay, I got. So you. that's what they were looking for. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned, like of how to behave with the police, I've hardly ever been let let off. Yeah. Like they could have reported us to game wardens, and a game warden could have launched an investigation on on the deer blood and all that, and yeah, yeah, and possibly got us in trouble, but. Yeah, um, I, I just, I feel like that's a ironic example, though. Personally, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that it would have ended the same way if y'all were all black, but I will say not every cop is a racist. So, it, no, they were, they were looking for specific people. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were instructed. And um, a specific truck that fit the identification of the truck that I was looking, that I was driving, but. No, I think that's a difficult question because it wasn't like we were, we, I complied the whole time. Yeah. You know, except when you didn't talk and were sarcastic and. Well, I didn't talk <laughs> to him, but, but you don't have, that's not like not complying. That's, no, I know. I that's know. a right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. So like, you don't have a right to resist arrest. You don't have a right to be a, aggressive towards a police officer, but do you, you do have the right to remain silent and you do have the right to, uh, not tell them what what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when we got picked up in New Orleans when we were younger, out being out past curfew and all that? Yeah, and the the yeah, I do. And the main, I remember what I said to them as well. But <laughs> the well, main reason that I'm like sar that like early in my encounters with police officers, I'm sarcastic, but it's because of the the mood that a police officer brings toward. Yeah. Like they're not there to chat with you or be your friend. They're 
<laughs> they're trying to get you in trouble. Yeah. So we were like fucking probably 15, something like that, down in New Orleans. Shouldn't have been down there. Packed like eight people into the car, rode down there. Um, really, we weren't doing shit. We really weren't. Um, the, li- we saw, the Lions were in yes, town for the, pl- we saw, for the playoffs. We saw Nick Fairley. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. So we're like, oh, shit. We run across the street. And we're kind of chasing after. So, yeah, it was multiple Lions football players. And we're like, okay, we're running across the street. We're going to go catch up. And, like, I, I don't know what the fuck we were even going to do if uh, if we even caught up to him. But so then we get stopped by the cops. We're out, like, five minutes past curfew. And um, so everybody's calling their parents. And Nick's, calling, Nick's on the phone with his mom. He's standing right next to the cops. And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> she's like, what do you mean y'all are getting getting detained or whatever and you're like i don't know these dumbass cops ain't got anything better to do <laughs> yeah she so they made us all call our all of us call our parents and they were gonna bring us to the police station and our parents would pick us up from there well i called my mom and i told her that the cops are picking me up and bringing me to the police station and she said oh well what are they doing that for and I said, I don't know. I guess they got nothing better else to do. <laughs> because, like, in my mind, I mean, I don't know. They were looking out for us and everything. No, they because were. Because there was a shooting in, like, the 900 block or whatever. It was late, and we were on Canal Street, and the other side of Canal Street sometimes where we were at wasn't. We were on the lower. We yeah, were, yeah, yeah. We were on the wrong side of it. Yeah. The wrong end of Canal Street. And we weren't in that safe of a neighborhood. And we were young white kids. Yeah. Um, so. No, I remember somebody yelled out and said, what size are your shoes? I said, oh, shit. <laughs> My size. Too uh, fast. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I, we've had other run-ins with the police here and there, but nothing major. But, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, like, I love police officers. I really haven't had the most pleasant experiences with them. But. The majority of police officers are not racist. I can say that with certainty. Um, the majority of them have the right intentions and are good-hearted. But I don't know. I feel I've been saying what I I equate racism to like smoking cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like it's gone. Most people like I personally have never smoked a cigarette in my life. So Lindsay's never smoked a cigarette in her life. I don't know about you, but it's kind of the older as the older generation, like as our grandparents and all of that, like run their course and they pass away and all of that. Like that was embedded into how they were brought up. It just was. And nothing's going to change the way how they were brought up. That's just a fact of the matter, in my opinion. But you got these protests are being led by a lot of young people who are going to go have kids and, um, and then their kids are going to be taught not to see color and all of that, et cetera. Like, so I, it's like smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes is not the fucking the wave anymore. It's not the cool thing to do. So I feel like racism is kind of following suit behind that. Yeah, the the problem is is it's such a complicated situation. Like there's so many different aspects and uh things that influence what happens in in these situations. And what can be def- like the, the the definition of racism is is an elusive one almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not so clear, cut, and dry as as you would think or you would want it to be. Yeah. There's some people, at least. So. No, I know what you mean. But, all right, well, we'll dive in a little bit of Talladega, and then we'll wrap this up. We're approaching 30 minutes. We're not going to keep this going too much longer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's all. 
I really had to touch on everything that's going on in the world today. Um, but yeah, so Talladega, what are we, what are we looking like? Um, we, I know we have talked a little bit about who we're taking. Um, I know number one on my list is Ryan Blaney, just because Ryan Blaney's been in contention the last like three weeks and kind of how Chase Elliott was kind of breaking through and wasn't really getting there. Um, and then, like, he had that run in with Kyle Bush, and then now he, uh, I mean, fucking Chase Elliott seems to be in the mix every race. So I feel like Ryan Blaney's kind of dealing with that, so he's kind of due. And then I know you said you like Kyle Bush too. Kyle Bush is another guy who hadn't won this year. He's due as well. Yeah, um, it's Talladega. It's the fastest super speedway in the world. Um if we look at the results of the last time they raced at a super speedway, Daytona, the first race of the season. Yep. Um, Denny Hamlin won his race, right? Yes. Uh, after Ryan Newman got in a serious car crash. But, yeah. Um, yeah, looking at the history at Talladega, the last person to win here was Ryan Blaney in uh, the fall of 2019. Chase Elliott won in the spring of 2019. Yep. Out of the past 10 uh, winners, uh, Joey Logano's won three times. Yeah. So he's a guy that you got to keep your eye on. Um, he's another guy who, I mean, he's won a few times this year already. I believe, I think he might have won twice already, and he's always in the mix too. So Yeah, last week he had some misfortune and got pushed back laps behind. Yep. But um, Keselowski's won here two times in the past 10 years, and I know he's won a few other times Uh longer than 10 years ago i don't like his face so i don't i'm not i did bet on keselowski that one uh one of the races he won this year yeah um but i'm not big on big on betting on him you know no yeah me neither yeah no i think i'm gonna take um chase elliott plus 900 joey logano you saw me with logano with the winning three out of the last 10 uh plus a thousand and then I'm going to go Ryan Blaney plus, what is he, 1,100? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Blaney's my main pick. That's who I, I think he's due. So, and then, I don't know. I know you like Kyle Busch. I could find myself. The interesting thing is, is um Martin Truex has got the pole position here. Oh, really? They already qualified? Yeah, I thought they were going to be qualifying on some, or, or over the weekend or something like that, but Oh, no, it was a random draw again. Okay, I got you. So Martin Truex has got the pole position. Denny Hammond's alongside of him. Uh, Kyle Busch is third, so you got uh, Joe Gibbs racing mm-hmm. in the first three spots. Yep. Jimmy Johnson is fourth. Interesting. Kevin Harvick's fifth. Brad Keselowski's sixth. Kurt Busch, seventh. And then on and on. Joey Logano's nine. I keep sprinkling some on Jimmy because I feel like Jimmy's got to get one on his farewell tour. Um, so Ryan Blaney's twelve. You never know. I might sprinkle a little bit. And Chase Elliott's 11. So, I mean, all these guys that we mentioned, if you're in the top 10, top 15, top 20, yeah, you're going to have a chance to win this race. Even even all the guys all the way to the back, if you start. You saw it was the Joe Gibbs guys were trailing behind yep. at Daytona yep. and had a chance to come. The track's big. You can run really fast on it. Um, and we got to we gotta keep 500 miles. That. Got to keep it on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yeah, he won here in 2017, so um, he's yep. 20 to one to win this race. That's value right there. 
Uh, he's he's normally, starting 20th, though. Normally 100 to 1 on every other race except the super speedways. So you got to take take Ricky while you can because you can't on any other race, really. Um, but, yeah, no. So I might sprinkle a little on Ricky and Jimmy Johnson, too. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes when Sunday rolls around. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But, yeah, my four, I'm going with four guys. The same three as you, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. But I'm also going to throw – Kyle Busch in there just because he hasn't won this year. Yep. He did look good at Daytona. Uh, ended up getting wrecked by, I think it may have been Stenhouse that wrecked him. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's who I'm. I'm. I'm gonna keep an eye on Kyle Busch. I got you. So you got anything else before we wrap up episode 44? Nope. All right. So that will do it. Um, remember, go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're also on Spotify and SoundCloud. Go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Rate. You can leave a review if you want. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's listened along the way. I know there's been no sports for f- fucking a, a while now. We've got NASCAR and we've got UFC. That's about it. We got golf as well. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate the hell out of everybody. Um, be on the lookout for the third episode of the Freaking Frack podcast um, hosted by Nick and Zach. And then www.tngsportsnetwork.com we got blogs coming out daily we got new bloggers coming on board um, putting out content for you guys and we got something that we're filming tomorrow that'll be uh, probably out next week sometimes that you definitely want to uh, keep an eye on so all right guys everybody have a good one who that we do we play like we play